The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Temple Hayes, and I welcome you today to the show from Good to Amazing, and I would like to honor you first and foremost for your willingness to step into an amazing life. As you know, in order to step into an amazing life, we move away from the good, and we offer concepts and wonderful speakers and teachers on this show in which we are all guided in ways that we can do that. One of the guests, which is the same guest we have today, Noah St. John, author of The Secret Code of Success, has been moving people from good to amazing for quite some time. He's been featured on television and various shows and teaching people the power of affirmation. And Noah has to date the largest download of any show that we have done before on From Good to Amazing. So Noah, I welcome you back and I'm so delighted that you're here. Well, thank you, Temple. It's uh, always a pleasure to talk with you. And, you know, many people were writing in as well as today. Perhaps we'll have some call-ins on our show. But um, talking about how you have impacted them and made a difference and giving them permission to have self-esteem and also ways in which you teach people to be confident. And to me, that's so exciting because, as you know, I'm a speaking coach for people all over the world, and I'm always telling people words are not as big as body language and the level of your physical self showing that you are a confident person. Tell us about that. Okay, well, I want to talk about what you just said, but I have to say something at this juncture because that um, study that you just alluded to is called the Mehaburian study. I don't know how to say the guy's name, mm-hmm. but you can... Google it, and it's Mehaburian or something like that. Now, this is something, and uh, I I know I'm going to step on a few toes here, but this is something that a lot of people have been quoting uh, for many, many years in this industry temple, and I just have to say that um, that is a really big misconception that people have. And basically, the the bottom line is this. um, This guy, Mehaburian, and I know I'm not saying his name right, 
um, he did this study way back in the 60s, and um, he had people look at photographs and basically decide if the person was confident or not confident. And based on these photographs, people made these decisions. And so he said, aha, see, we, we do all these. We make decisions, we humans, um, based on body language and uh, tone of voice and things like that. Now, we have had, what has happened is, and the professor himself has come out as saying that people have misunderstood what he said. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by that. Now, we, you and I right now are communicating with words. So imagine if I started using body language and, and, uh, and gestures and things like that just to try to get my point across. And it sounded something like this. Now, it wouldn't take too long before you'd say, what's that guy talking about? So what I want to caution people is, don't take some of these things too literally. Of course, we have to have that body language and we have to have the tone of voice, but the words that we use are critically important, critically, critically important when we're talking about something like, you know, like you were just talking about speaking in public, but what about talking to your kids? What about talking with your teachers? What about talking with your employees or your employer? So it's absolutely critical that we learn all of these secrets of confidence and, not, you know, of course, body language and tone of voice is important, but the words that you use, and I, I say this, Temple, this is what I've taught my clients for many, many years, which is that the quality of your life depends on just two things. The first thing is the quality of your communication with the world inside of you. And the second is the quality of your communication with the world outside of you. Now, what I mean by that is you can have really, really good internal communication. But if your external communication is poor, you're not going to be very effective. Conversely, the same thing. And we've all seen this. How about these politicians who are in the news recently and big media magnates, etc.? And they've got great external communication, but their internal head trash, I call it, your head trash, gee, do you think that's going to sabotage them? You see what I'm saying? So we have to have both, Mm -hmm. both in balance and both working properly. When you talk about internal messages and internal communication, elaborate on that so that, you know, we won't be assuming that everybody is following how you mean that. Um, Give us some clear concepts that we can work with for that. Absolutely. So most of us realize that most of our internal communication comes down to, well, here's what I've been teaching. I kind of try to really boil things down to very simple concepts. And based on my observation and working with thousands and thousands of clients in over 40 countries for the last 14 years, I'm talking entrepreneurs, um, stay-at-home moms, multimillionaire CEOs, teenagers, athletes, chiropractors, doctors, you know, just all different kinds of people from all walks of life. What I have observed in working with many thousands of people is that the number one communication that most people have in their brains is, it comes down to two words, I can't. 
Mm. I can't. I can't lose weight. I can't make more money. I can't find the person of my dreams. I can't buy a new house. I can't get the car I want. I can't be in the movies. I, I can't write my book. Whatever it is, they want to, they want to, they want to, but I can't, I can't, I can't. So what you and I are involved in is what I call the human potential movement, um, the attempt to uplift the consciousness of humanity and the earth through education. That's what we do. We, we're, we're attempting to educate people. And by the way, the word educate comes from the Latin word educare, which means to open from within, to open from within. So education truly is getting back to our authentic self, in my view. I mean, a, a, part, a big part of education. Of course, there's always lots of things to learn, but mostly what we have to learn as humans, it seems to me, is who we really are and how do we best authentically express that in life. So realizing that the base belief or thought for most of us, most humans, is I can't. Well, what do you think we in the human potential movement are trying to do? Well, clearly we're trying to move people from I can't to I can. I can. How can we have that as your base assumption? I can lose weight. I can make more money. I can finish that book. I can find the person my dreams. I can get a new house. Now, maybe I'm not going to get it in the next five minutes. Maybe I won't even get it next week or next month or maybe even not next year. But I can do it if I do the right things. If I follow a program, if I follow a strategy that has worked for many, many other people. What many people I see Temple doing that really is frustrating for them and, you know, gets them very upset, frustrated, aggravated, angry, aggravated, whatever word you want to say, is they're working so hard. They're working so hard to reinvent the wheel. And they don't realize that there's many people who've gone before them in whatever it is you're trying to do, whether it is lose weight, start your own business, publish a book, um, you know, find the person of your dreams, whatever it is that you want to manifest here on the earth, what I, one of the things that I want people to realize, everyone listening, is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's a lot of simple strategies that you can use. There's many, many great teachers out there. There's more information now that's easily available than ever before in human history. So I guess I just am trying to say to people, don't think you have to reinvent the wheel to manifest what it is that you really want. There's really some simple strategies you can take advantage of. They're all out there. And and you're right, because so many people are so quick to start the all the reasons why they can't. Um, they never open to the ways that are possible um, that are right there before them. Or people are seated next to them and they totally miss it because they're so into a lower vibration of it's not possible for me. And therefore, that becomes their their affirmation as what they're creating. Exactly. I, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. In the early 1990s, when I first started studying um, metaphysical concepts, and then later on I went back to college to major in religious studies, but in the early 90s, when I first walked into a Science of Mind church, Church of Religious Science, and um, 
I, I was at a very low point in my life. I, I was all slumped over. I, you know, was very depressed. I didn't have any friends. I had no money. And I just really was pretty sure that life sucked. Uh, I mean, and I could give you lots of reasons why and why I couldn't. You know, so my firm belief and, and knowledge and experience was I can't. I can't have the things I want. I'll never be able to make money. I'll never meet the woman of my dreams, et cetera, et cetera. So that was definitely my thinking, and I would have told you all the reasons why that's all true. Well, once I went into this study of the nature of God and man, of, of how to pray affirmatively, not pray and, and you know asking and hoping, but just pray knowing that the best is already right here. I, that was all new to me, very new how to meditate, all of these new things. Well, you know, it took a, a long time, but very quickly, actually, I, I started to notice some very, very significant changes in my life. For example, I started to listen to my own intuition, and I started to understand that, you know, God, if God is all, then God has to be right here where I am. There can't be God and then something else over there. It doesn't make any sense, but I, that's what I was taught when I was growing up is, God, he doesn't like he doesn't like me very much, and so okay, well that's what I believe because they told me, and so anyway it it didn't take too long because these concepts were always part of my consciousness in an unspoken way for me. Anyway, long story short is I listened to my intuition. My intuition told me to go back to college, and through a, a very amazing series of events, that's where I had a series of epiphanies that led to my books and my teaching, and subsequently coaching thousands of people and helping people not only make lots and lots of money, but really live far more fulfilling lives. So I guess I'm just encouraging everyone, if you're, if you're at that point in your life or, or feeling those feelings or hearing those thoughts in your head, you know, again, there's, there's help, there's teachings out there, and you know, I just really encourage you. And if you're listening to the show, this is a great place to start. Killing away the layers of the onion, right? And I, I love what you're saying, and I, I love your, you know, your willingness to share that because I tell people that, you know, when I first showed up in these teachings, the same thing. And I wanted to be a minister, and I was in ministerial school, and I was telling the teachers not to call on me. Please don't call on me. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to say anything out loud. I don't want to speak um, because I felt you know, so inadequate, you know, I was just so uh, terrified of, of my own energy and my own light, I think is what Marianne Williamson says, but I was, I was a, a nervous wreck, you know, the first few times that I, that I gave a talk, and, um, and, and you people are just so shocked by that, but a lot of times people perceive that where someone is, uh, like where you are right now, well-known author, you know, traveling, coaching people all over the world, like you started out that way. And I, th- I think it's a great reminder that, um, you know, confidence is something that you can develop over time if you're willing to put in the effort and the energy and, as you're saying, use some of these teachings that are already out there and not feeling like you have to start all over because they are all out there. Ways to think Absolutely. and ways to live a better life. Absolutely. I mean, I and I remember uh, there was a, a lady at church at that church in uh, North Hollywood, California, where I where I started studying metaphysical studies. And um, after I'd been going for a few months, she took me aside and said, "You know, Noah, 
I really enjoyed seeing you grow because when you walked in here, you couldn't even look anybody in the eye. You were so down on yourself. And and she was right. I didn't. I, I couldn't even look people in the eye. I was so afraid and, and not confident. So I guess one of the things that I, I do want to encourage people is, I, you know, if you're feeling that way, I've been there. I know exactly what that's like. You know, that's why I write these books on, on head trash. I'm giving yourself permission to succeed. What I call the secret code of success. By the way, I do want to just remind folks that they can go to our website, noahstjohn.com, get the first three chapters of the book for free. That's one of the reasons that we give these uh, chapters and a lot of free stuff away because, you know, I, I remember when, when getting a book was out of the question. You know, I, I didn't even have enough money to buy a book. And so I'm not saying that's, you know, that you have to be there. I mean, I want people to enjoy whatever it is. But, um, you know, again, noahstjohn.com, we've got the first three chapters free. If you enjoy that, definitely go check out the books because, um, you know, they really are. They come from that place of I've been there, um, I've, done, I've done the work, you can do it too, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So the starting place for a number of people today that are out in the audience is um, how is my life so amazing and why am I such a confident person? Do you think that's a, a leading question for people to ask, Noah? Absolutely, and what you're what you're alluding to is my one of my discoveries, a discovery that I call affirmations, which basically take the affirmations that we've been used to, and I have turned them into empowering questions. Now, going back to that assumption I was talking about earlier, that we assume most humans assume. I can't, I can't, I can't. That's just that, again, it's unconscious for most of us. We're not probably sitting there saying, I can't, I can't. In fact, this is the kind of confusing part because, um, you know, one of the things that you'll see in those first three chapters is I talk about the uh, iceberg quality of the mind. Just like an iceberg, about 10% of your mind is conscious, meaning above the surface, 90 to 95% is hidden below the surface, like the bottom part of the iceberg. We call that the subconscious mind. So the basic, basic problem with things like positive thinking or affirmations, even goal setting, is you're using the smallest part of your brain to overcome the biggest part of your brain. In other words, very simply, most people's subconscious assumption about themselves is, I can't, I can't do it, you know, you know, fill in the blank. And so they're trying to chip away, chip away, you know, at that huge pile of I can't. With, I call it, it's like trying to dig a gold mine with a teaspoon, you know, and it can get very hard sometimes. So what I like to do is give people a back, a backhoe, a tractor, you know, just really big tools that they can use right away, and but very, very simply. And that is, you know, these empowering questions that can really make a big, big difference. Well, um, I'm looking forward I- to um, us continuing after break. So I want to thank you, Noah, for your wisdom and for being with us today. And thank all of you for joining us on From Good to Amazing. Don't forget that you can call in and participate in our wonderful Unity Online Radio.
You are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach for weekly inspiration on ways to identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, where your purpose is your prosperity. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Thank you, everyone. I'm I'm so glad that you've uh, chosen to participate with us, with our our guest today, Noah St. John. And before break, we were talking about, um, and he was alluding to the fact of his own upbringing, of how he was taught, and I know I was too, uh, that assertiveness and being confident and competent are not areas that are looked upon kindly uh, from uh, the God that we were taught about. And so what we know, of course, is that that's not true. It simply couldn't be true. We are incredible human beings and in this human suit to express who we are. Noah, talk to us about confidence and with a lot of the programs that you have developed that teach people to move away from that limited way of thinking and holding themselves into something much more great and much more amazing. One of the things that really struck me as I began my metaphysical studies in the early 90s was thinking about and learning about, reading about, meditating about what God is. And I really studied the teachings of Dr. Ernest Holmes and Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, you know, all the great thinkers, Thomas Troward, uh, Quimby, et cetera, and, you know, and Emerson. I mean, and they all say the same thing. <laughs> I mean, and that was one of the things that was really, I was really struck by is that, you know, all of these philosophies and religions, et cetera, is so much more in common than they do different. And one of the things that I really took a lot of time with in my own studies was thinking about what God is and how God can express through and as me. And so 
So, for example, if you think about what God is, God is, you know, what are the qualities, in other words? What are the qualities of God? And <laughs> I was brought up that, that God is a pretty mean guy. He's very, you know, jealous and, and possessive and doesn't like me very much and all of these things. And, you know, I'm not here to put anybody down, but that certainly didn't work for me. And I was pretty upset with God by the time I was in my teens. And I mean, how would you like to be around somebody who doesn't like you very much? I mean, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. So, you know, so anyway, long story short, when I, once I started to study these things, I realized that, wait a second, that's not the God that I want or even feel in, in my being. And... You know, it doesn't matter what I was taught. So let's let's go back to what I really believe and what most children believe. Um, you know, God is love. God is joy. God is happiness. God is health, abundance, and wisdom. You know, all of these qualities that, I mean, pretty universally associated with God. And so I started to say, okay, so if that's what God is, and I'm one with God, then mustn't I be those things too? And the answer is, yeah, <laughs> that is what you are. Now, I may be doing a lousy job of expressing those things. And at that time, I, I really was. I was doing a lousy job because I was told the exact opposite. Oh, Noah, you're not good enough. Noah, you'll never make it. Noah, you know, you're, you're really just not measuring up. Okay, and I mean, I bought that. So now, once with, again, more education, educare, coming out from within, I said, wait a second, I don't have to buy that. I don't have to settle for that. And I can do something different and create something different. And, and just, I want to mention something really briefly here, which is that, you know, in our, in our metaphysical studies, we realize that we're co-creating with God, with God. Okay, so there's a lot of misinformation out there about prayer and law of attraction and all of this stuff. And basically what a lot of teachers seem to be saying is, if you just want something bad enough, of course you'll get it. Well, we all know that's really not true. Mm-hmm. You can just want something and never get it. That's right. Okay, so you have to have a strategy to manifest the, thing that you, the things that you want on the planet called Earth. This is a very simple example you can sit around thinking about money all day, and a $20 bill is not going to come up to your door, knock on it, and say, hey, can I come in? <laughs> I mean, it's not going to happen, okay? There's an old Chinese saying, man waits for a long time with open mouth for roast duck to fly in. <laughs> okay, so, so it's like, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. We want it to, but it doesn't. Anyway, so my point is, that I, as I was contemplating what God is and that I'm one with God, I said, wait a second. Now, okay, how can I be more love? How can I express more wisdom, abundance, happiness, joy, health? And it's pretty obvious that if you're going to express those things, you have to do them. You have to change. I mean, I had to change. You know, I, I had to do things differently, make different choices about, you know, how I was spending my time who I was hanging around with, the words that I would say both in my mind and out loud. So do you see, as I started to do all these things, well, very naturally over time, my life started to change. And 
you know, bottom line is now I live in this beautiful home here in the Midwest. I have a gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful, blonde massage therapist who's my wife. In Temple, of course, you've met her, and she charms everybody that she meets. And she's beautiful inside and out. And, you know, and I've gotten to help people and write books and go travel the planet. And, you know, again, I'm not saying any of this to brag. I'm saying, wait a second. We can all do this. Anybody could do what I did. Um, once you understand that when you make these choices, you, you're already creating your life. I was already creating a lousy life. I, I co-created lousiness and, and, and brokenness and stuckness and unhappiness because that's what I was taught to do. Not, not you know, on purpose and not by mean people or anything. It's just that that's what happened, and that's what happens to most people. So now we can make these conscious choices, co-create the life we desire that we really want, and the amazing thing is it, it can be even easier than living a non-abundant, non-happy life. Mm-hmm. That's really you know, it's so, it is so true, and... Um, Sometimes you wonder if people really realize how much work it takes to stay stuck where you are. I mean, it takes a lot of work to just stay in the same misery day after day after day. You have to really work at it, you know, for that yes. to happen. And I love what you're saying. It, it takes, it, you know, you can use your energy for to be successful or you can use it to be unsuccessful. But the key is realizing that you've been doing it all along. You know, you've been using the principles all along, but just not right. towards, you know, where you want to go. People that have come to me for life coaching and things like that, and they say, oh, well, you know, I've been a drug addict and stuff like that. I go, wow, you already understand how to create things in your life. You just want to mm-hmm. use those same energies and inertia to attract something that's really beneficial, that really is good for you rather than against you. Exactly. And, and, you know, we, for most of us, we were raised by, you know, I heard this phrase one time, and I think it's really accurate, is that hurt people hurt people. Mm. And, you know, for most of us, we were raised by people who were hurt, damaged, uh, unhappy, you know, depressed, broke, miserable. And so they taught us the best they could. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I really believe that. And so it's not about pointing fingers and saying, you know, so-and-so did it to me and, and, you know, poor me and being the victim. It's the exact opposite. It's saying, wait a second, okay, yeah, that happened. And it sucked. I really, I didn't like that. I hated it. But it's in the past. And, and all of this life that I've created, I've created it. I've created it with my thoughts and beliefs and actions. So one of the things when you talk about confidence, for example, is really confidence is that knowing that I am going to do, you know, what I choose to do, what I choose now, not from 10, 20 years ago. And so the, it's really, it's basically kind of a three-step process. So confidence, self-confidence, in other words, when you have that, that belief that you can instead of I can't, that I can, when you're confident, you take action, right? Because if you're saying I can, then you do. 
right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when you ha- take action, you get a result. And then because you get a result, it builds your confidence. So that's the upward success spiral, I call it. So in other words, confidence leads to action, action leads to results, results leads to more action, and, and you just go up and up and up. Well, conversely, most people are on the exact opposite. They're on what I call the downward death spiral, which is no confidence leads to no action. Now, why is that? Well, it's very simple. If, you're, if your belief is, I can't, what are you going to do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you're going to do nothing. Because I can't anyway. It's like that old peanut strip, peppermint patty. Remember Peppermint Patty? And, and it was, I remember this peanut strip, and she said, she was talking to Marcy, and Peppermint Patty says, oh, the teacher hates me. I've got a big nose, and so I know the teacher hates me, and she always gives me bad grades. And so uh, Marcy looks at Peppermint Patty's paper and says, but sir, this paper is blank. And Peppermint Patty says, see, when you've got a big nose, there's nothing you can do. So, you see, she didn't even take any action, and, of course, she failed because she didn't do anything. So the point is that the no confidence or, or lack of confidence leads to no action, and, of course, it leads to a negative result. See, I told you it wouldn't work. I told you I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I hear so what? much is people will say so many times, oh, I can't do that. I don't have the money. That's their first answer, you know, sure. and and like you, I've I've been around a while and I've seen people manifest cars and boats and trips mm-hmm. all over the world and uh, beautiful uh, relationships like you're talking about with Babette, you know, lots of mm-hmm. things that have absolutely nothing to do with the necessity of having, you know, that that amount of money in your wallet. And it's such a limited reality, and we're just bombarded by it now in our culture, you know, the lack of. And what you're talking about is that such that lack of uh, it's stagnation and, and the non-movement, you know, I'll do this again when, you know, this whole delayed reality of their lives because they say, oh, I don't have the money to do that right now. Um, and it's like, well, wouldn't you be willing to look at that you can because there's other ways in which it could come about? What happened to that story? <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're not open to it at this moment, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's a really great point, Temple, because, of course, well, 78% of people come to me at, at noahstjohn.com and our website. They come to us because of money issues. In other words, money is their number one concern, 78%, the vast, vast majority. And, and, I mean, that's understandable, especially in today's economy with all the news and, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, we deal with this every single day. And one of the things that is interesting is that I often ask people, you know, well, why do you want to get better? What, what is it? Why are you coming to me? What is it that you want? And, of course, a lot of them will say, well, I want more money. Okay, well, why do you want more money? Well, because I don't have enough money right now. For what? Well, I, I want to be able to take more vacations and do more things and spend time with my family and, and all that stuff. Okay, well, what are you doing right now? 
but what are you doing with the days and the hours of your of your life right now? If you're telling me that the reason you're coming to me is you want more money so you can spend more time with your family, what are you doing every day? You know, I mean, I mean, the amazing thing about it is what what I've always said to my clients is what needs to get done gets done. So just as a quick example, I mean, imagine you're going through your day and you know you have lots and lots of things to do, a million things to do, like we all do. And all of a sudden, the phone rings, and somebody's on the other line. And they said, "Hey, you better get over to the hospital because one of our family members just had an accident, and they're in the ER, and you better get over there." And so, what are you going to do? What What do you do? Well, what you do is you drop everything and you go to the ER because that instantly, in that moment, became the most important thing in your life. Now, did you have on your to-do list go to hospital today? Well, of course not, because it wasn't, it, wasn't it wasn't there. It wasn't even in your thought. But instantly, your whole life, your perception of your priorities changed in that instant. So my point is, what if you didn't have to have an emergency like that to happen and for you to realize what is really important to you, what is valuable? Now, of course, people, you know, you have to go to work. You have to pay the bills and do all those real-life things that we all have to do. Don't you realize that there is much more time than you, than you think? You have more time. You're making choices every single day of how you live the minutes and hours and days of your life. And if you're not happy with those choices, you know, there's ways that you can look at that and say, wait a second, maybe this isn't the optimal strategy. Maybe I'm just going with what everybody else told me. And maybe that's not the people you want to listen to anymore. And there's always something that you can do right now uh, that does not is not limited by your current circumstances. Just like right now in between our breaks, you can go on Noah St. John and you can get free chapters of his book, The Secret Code of Success. I'd love to say that there is one day that can change your life forever. This could be the day, and it's you deciding that this can be the day. I'm Temple Hayes, and I'm so delighted that you have chosen to be with us today on Unity Online Radio. Please share our radio station and show with your friends. And thank you, Noah St. John, for being with us. And we'll be right back following this short break. Remember, you can call in and ask Noah specific questions. We'd love to have you. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that Everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, 
Read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. I'm one with you, you're one with me, together we Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Rev. Temple Hayes. So welcome back, everyone. I'm so glad that you've chosen to be here. Of all the places you could be today, that you're listening to the great messages of Unity Online Radio, and specifically the wonderful conversation with Noah St. John, author of The Secret Code of Success, Seven Hidden Steps to More Wealth and Happiness. Uh, One of our um, audience members wrote in, Noah, and said that since he has been working with your process called Affirmations, his entire life has changed for the better. That must make you feel really good when you're able to introduce, I love the word that you use, simple concepts. We do not have to make this complicated. I think that's what gets in our way, is trying to make it hard. Um, But when you said, hey, you know, here's a way that you can start asking questions in your life that your body, uh, your mind, and your brain assimilates the answers. Uh, people love this. We have people in our congregation using this process all the time. Thank you for creating that. Oh, it's my pleasure. And um, if the person who wrote that in is um, is still there or listening, um, you can also please go to noahnation.com. That's our Facebook page, and you can share your story. I'd love to hear more details because I'm always collecting stories for upcoming books. So you know, if, it's a, if it's a story of how you lost weight or started your business, made more money, found your you know, love of your life, um, definitely share those stories on Noah Nation. And you know, who knows, you might be in one of my upcoming books. So there's thousands and thousands of people sharing their stories every day. And it's just really exciting and fun to be part of it. Well, it's, it's amazing to be part of it. Well, teach us another concept, Noah. We're we're now engaged. We're enrolled. We have our pencils and pens, and and unless um, let's all get an assignment or two that we can work at this week that you know can literally change us. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that I would absolutely suggest for people to start with is that uh, qualities of God exercise that that I talked about earlier. Um, so, what is God to you? What, what are the qualities of God? So for me, it was love. And, and everything flows from love. And what I realized, you know, in, in coaching so many people and 
writing these books and, and getting to travel the world, meeting so many great people, what I realized is that there's really two ways to go through life. And it's to, the first way is to come from love, and the second way is to come from fear. Now, when you're coming from love, that means you're coming from enough. In other words, there's enough. I have enough. I am enough. I am more than enough. I'm good enough. I am, you know, whatever I need to do, I am enough. Okay? And that's, that's loving yourself and, and loving others and honoring and loving, uh, you know, God. Okay? So that's coming from love. And then, of course, the other is coming from fear. And fear is not enough. Belief in not enough. There's not enough money, not enough time, not enough health, not enough uh, nice people, not enough good relationships, opportunity, whatever it is that you want to say is not enough. Now, the irony of those is that it's pretty easy to look at the world and make the argument either way. I mean, I can stand here and say, you're right, there's not enough money, there's not enough time, there's not enough opportunity, and da 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 you know, and you can make that argument pretty easily. Turn on the TV and you'll see it everywhere, everywhere you look. On the other hand, I can also make the argument that there is enough. So, I mean, there, of course there's enough love. And, and when you look at money, let's just take money for an example, because 78% of people come to me with that as an annoying concern. I don't have enough money. I want more money. Okay? So you can say, well, there's not enough money. That's obvious because there's, there's, there's so many people who don't have and just a few people who do have. Well, ironically, that is the very problem. Now, if you, if you really uh, examine it, money is infinite. There's an infinite supply of money. I don't know if you knew this, but in the last few seconds where we were talking, um, the U.S. government just printed probably three to four to five million dollars. You know, so just in the last few seconds, millions of dollars have been added to the economy. Okay, and it's like, well, and you're like, well, great, but uh, uh, where are mine? How does that help me? So the answer is, money, you have to look at what causes money. What causes a person to have money versus not have money? Long story short, what causes money is one word. It's only one word, and that word is value. Value. Now, if you really want to be very specific, you can say it's two words, and that is perceived value. Perceived value. Now, let me give you an example. There's a lot of people who like Ferraris, and, of course, they are usually men, because uh, men aren't too bright sometimes, and so they're like, wow, if I could only have a Ferrari, then I'd really feel cool, okay? So their perceived value of a Ferrari is very high. Now, me, I think Ferraris are stupid, and I think they're just dumb, and they get lousy gas cars, and I have a lot of friends who are multimillionaires. They've all owned Ferraris. They've all bought them back, 100% of them, after they bought them. After about three months, they got sick of it and, and turned it in and got a Prius. So, I mean... I know that to me a Ferrari has no value, right? It's like I don't even want one. So do you see what I'm saying? It's all about your perception of value. So one of the things that I work with my clients on is how can you raise your value to more people? That's the only way that you can make more money. What is it that you can do to be more valuable to more people? 
And the coolest thing about that is that that is a quality of God. God being love, God being abundance, God being wisdom. How can you take what you know and add the, add value to other people? You know, whether it's through products or services or just doing your job and doing a great job and doing it in a loving way, coming from love. Mm-hmm. You're going to see yes. that very, very quickly you're going to be making more money because there's almost no way not to. You're so right. Um, the word grateful, I changed the spelling of it to G-R-E-A-T dash F-U-L-L. And mm. I, I love to do mm-hmm. that because it it's so simple, uh, somewhat quirky, but it really makes me think I am already great and I am always full. I'm not coming mm. from a place of... You know, I'm half a person. Let me introduce you to my other half. (laughs) You know, it's like, no, I am full. I am enough. It's just what you're saying. There's nothing missing. I'm not broken. I'm starting from a place of fullness already. And only from there will be dynamic things. You know, I I love what you're saying, Temple. And and I love what you said about the fact that you're not broken. And, And let me just talk about that for just a moment. Because in those early years, my early, you know, life, I absolutely believed and thought that I was not enough. Because I was told I wasn't enough. I mean, I was just very clearly told I'm not enough. Okay? And, and most people are. Most, by far, the vast majority of humans are told they're not enough. So my point is that I had that belief, and, of course, that's how I acted. And then that was my result. Well, after my, you know, doing all the studying and now writing books and working with clients, I realized, wait a second, I am enough. Okay. And that's great. But my point is that you can take the same person and look at them and find all their flaws. And you can take that person and look at them and find all the things that are great about them. Now, what do we usually do with ourselves? With ourselves we almost always are focusing on our flaws, on what's not right about me. Now, the amazing thing about it is if you look for something that's wrong with you, you'll find it, right? That was Mm -hmm. one of the problems that I had with traditional talk therapy, which I did for a short period of time years and decades ago because I didn't really know what else to do. But I, I noticed over time that we were always focusing on what was wrong with me. And we always found something wrong with me. But I said, wait a second. You know, once I start doing this, and then as I started building my own company and working with clients, I said, why don't we focus on what's right about people? Why don't we focus on what's right with them? And you know what? You find that too. Now, what's incredible about success you know, whether it's making more money, losing weight, finding relationships, being happy, whatever we call success. No successful person ever became successful by trying to fix what they're not good at. People become successful when they focus on and build from what they are great at, what their gifts and talents are. My point to everyone listening is, you know, there's a great... Uh, there's a whole school of thought out there that says, well, in order to be successful, you've got to fix your weaknesses. I have found through long observation and years and years of study and 
you know, on the ground, real world work, that that's just not true. People succeed when they focus on their strengths, what they're great at, what they love doing, what they're passionate about. Of course, there's tons of stuff that I am not good at. And my life is about letting other people do those things, <laughs> you know, and saying, wait a minute, why don't I focus on and do every day what I'm great at, what I love, what gives me energy, what makes me happy, and we can all do that. Noah, I know that many people are moved by what you're saying today and that other people will be sharing this information with their friends. Um, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you, to go to your website, noahstjohn.com? As well as, what is your email address, Noah? It's Noah, like the ark, N-O-A-H, at successclinic.com. That's our main corporate site, successclinic.com, with two C's, by the way. Make sure you put two C's in success. Uh, We've been online since 1997. And and then also, if you want to connect on Facebook, definitely go to our Facebook page, which is noahnation.com. There's thousands and thousands of performers, people doing this work. You'll find just lots of like-minded people and definitely share your story. You can, you know, also shoot me a message on Facebook um, or Twitter, um, NoahStJohn.com. But yeah, I'd love to connect with folks. And I want to thank everyone for joining us today and for also um, donating to Unity Online Radio. Uh, When you look at the 24-hour news and the various things like Noah said that we're bombarded with, If you ask yourself, how can I make a difference and bring more positive messages to the world, then Facebook and Twitter and communicate on social media with your friends, these wonderful shows that are aired on Unity Online Radio. Um, Noah, it has definitely been um, insightful, as always, provocative and encouraging uh, to have you on our show and the difference that you are making in the world. I thank you for the work that you're doing and for your book, because I know your book, The Secret Code of Success, has moved many people from good to amazing. So thank you for being with us today. And um, Noah, we'll have to schedule you uh, real soon. Thank you, everyone, for being with us today. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? 
Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karen Pettigrew, Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the quest for prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. What would a human life, based on the principles of an evolutionary spirituality, look like? Reverend Kelly Isola wants to talk with people of every faith, or no faith at all, to passionately participate in the next great epic in the emergence of consciousness and culture. If the choice is ours to consciously evolve, then what can life look like at this pivotal time in human history? Join us each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time for Spiraling Consciousness with host Reverend Kelly Isola right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. How's life working for you? Would it be okay with you if it got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful, more vibrant? Join Rev. Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Spiritual Coaching, Creating a Vibrant Life. Each week, Carla visits with leading-edge coaches as they explore the sacred purpose and stunning results of this exciting and emerging coaching model. Together, they reveal the secrets and successes of this transformational process. Call in and join the discussion as Carla creates a safe and sacred space to dialogue about real life and real world transformations. That's Spiritual Coaching, Living a Vibrant Life with Reverend Carla McClellan. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. 